Hey, folks. All right. Thanks for joining us. Sorry, I got a little bit of a late start. It's sort of a last minute uh, unplanned. We just threw it together type uh, podcast. But welcome to the Renegade Butcher podcast and live stream and all that fun shit. I uh, need to reconstruct my little video intro. But anyway, uh, today we've actually got a really cool guest, uh, Jackie Kerouac from uh, Road to Autonomy. Uh, it's an e-magazine and I've got the links in the show notes down here. So you can check their stuff out. Ran into Jackie, I think about a, maybe a month ago or so. And uh, she was looking for a coffee guy, and I happen to know a coffee guy. Uh, but another one of those uh, awesome people in Telegram. And uh, so if you're not on Telegram, you're not in those Telegram chats, it's worth checking out. There's some great community over there. And uh, she's been running. Hey, Erin uh, over there at Two Chicks Homestead, how you doing? Uh, she's been running a magazine on autonomy. And, uh, I mean, we can call it what we want, anarchy, uh Anything like that uh, for about what I think two or three years. I'll introduce her and she'll go over that here in just a little bit. Um, check out everything at renegadebutcher.com. Live.libertymeat.solutions is where you can find all of the fun stuff. And hopefully, I'll have all of the affiliate stuff uh, kind of linked up. Hey, Brian, I see you down there in the Telegram chat. What's up? Uh, I'll have that all hopefully linked up soon at shop.libertymeat.solutions. And uh, I've got some more affiliates to get added in there as well. So, um, I'm going to bring on Jackie, let her introduce herself and tell you all uh, what she's about here in a minute. It seems kind of weird. What's this have to do with meat? But if you think about it, what's the biggest issue we have right now in the meat industry? It's the, it's sovereignty. It's being able to choose. It's being able to actually have that freedom. So she's all about the autonomy of it. She's not uh, looking at the, the meat side of it, but it's extremely important. Food security, uh, that's the big focus of everything that's going on. Her and uh, her her partner, Silas, had me on their podcast uh, two, three weeks ago or something like that. So uh, you can check that out. Uh, we sat and had a, an hour and a half or so long conversation and bullshit about that. So check me out on their stuff. Decided to have her on over here because she's a uh, total badass and uh, kind of fits in with the whole theme of all this stuff. So here we go with uh, no further ado. Here's Jackie. What's up, Jackie? Hello, folks. Hey. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just uh, jumping on here and throwing everything together. It was. Uh, I'm trying to get all my shit together before deer season. It's been crazy trying to get everything organized. And I'm thinking, man, I want to get some of these interviews out of the way before the shit hits the fan. So it was like literally last night. I said, hey, we've been talking about having you on my show. What works for you? And it turns out today at lunch. So here you are. <laughs> here I am. Oh, yeah, well, hey, for, for all me. the people who don't know you, I mean, you've been on the after party now uh, two weeks in a row. So people may have uh, kind of seen you and the familiar face type thing. But for the people who don't know and don't follow it, what's a Jackie and uh, what the fuck do you do? What the fuck do I do? <laughs> um, I got a bit of an echo here. Oh, you're good. Sounds pretty good on my end. Your audio is going to be better than mine. I guarantee you. <sighs> Well, oh, that's debatable if you're my partner, Silas. Well, yeah, but you, you you have to work with the audio Nazi, so you're used to it being, like, perfect. It's true. It's all true. I think that helped. Okay. So uh, my name is Jackie Kerouac. Hi, y'all. For those who don't know me, uh, I and with my business partner, Silas Soul, run Road to Autonomy, uh, Easing, which... Um, We've printed some too. Uh, 
so we've we're like a physical thing too we've printed a couple of months and uh nice. so we're not just uh we're not just an online gig we're uh we're a real physical tangible gig too awesome. um so i started i i uh, started the magazine in, in um, officially 2020, January 2020, um, and just some encouragement from a few people because I wanted to keep our money uh, in the community. I wanted to vote with my money. I wanted to make our money effective um, and keep it where it can do more good than harm. And so um, a lot of people back then didn't have the telegram oh, I can't talk didn't have the telegram chats or the uh like the directories and the agorist shopping and so a lot of people didn't actually know who provided what or what service or what product or whatever and so it was hard to find community back then that's the thing you know and even it now really it's was. still kind of growing like you guys have had this going on for a couple of years and yeah. I've connected with all these different people that are in liberty freedom anarchists whatever groups randomly run into you in another group yep and you're like oh yeah i run this uh, road to autonomy magazine i'm like how the fuck have i never heard of this whole magazine yeah. but that just tells you how much growth there really is going on in this space and there's so many of us out there but you're doing exactly that trying to connect everybody exactly and and that's that's sometimes really hard to do because um you know it, people say it's like herding cats right but it's so right. much more than that because um, autonomists, anarchists, um, conspiracy theorists, they all tend to be very selective about who they let into their, into their circle. And so and a there's a stubborn fuckers too. So you can't yeah. really be like, Hey, you guys come over here. No, no. Just cause you said we should, we're not going to, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you're fuckers. like, we promise we're not going to bite. And so probably the first year our growth was really slow. Um, just because people are really cautious and, and they really want to make sure that they're vetting these people before they're, you know, submitting their name to it. And so right. I totally appreciate that. We're going on year three now. Silas joined us um, probably six months into the magazine. Um, and he kind of pushed us real far into more, uh, more people, more contributors, more um, circles he had more of that, um, that promotional background as far as he came from radio and stuff, if, if I remember correctly. Absolutely. Yep, he absolutely did. He uh, he used to be the one of the hosts of Freedom Fiends Radio, as well as um, a, uh, uh, oh, what are they called? The Something Seeds, the Seeds of Liberty. Holy moly, he would be really upset. So <laughs> he also handled the Seeds of Liberty. So he was kind of an old podcast head who uh, came to kind of right. come out of retirement and start RTA radio, which um, happened probably a year into our magazine. And um, it's been really great. And so we are all about autonomy from start to finish. We are, our whole shtick is um, self-sustainability, self-liberation and self-care. Uh, which ties perfectly into uh, what you do, which is really great. I know that you had said in the intro that it's not really meat related, but it's not, but it is. It is. I think, yeah, I think is. feeding yourself is definitely an autonomous act. I agree. Um, and if you, and I, the way I look at it is if you look at history, um, 
just open a book, what's the first thing you do when you're trying to bring down a, a society or control them? You control the food. 100%. You know, water, food, everything. It's, it's all this time. Besiege the city, starve them out. You know, there's a reason starve them out. Is that, you know, but that's what's happening. That's what's happening in our world right now, though. We're being starved out. Look at how you have all these facilities being burned down. You have controls on the farmers. You have farmers being told by, you know, the feds that you're not going to get your subsidies if you don't go and destroy this crop. You know, yep. you've got a chokehold on it. So the only only way people can break free from that is by what? Being autonomous. By yeah. finding their liberty. So. And, you know, that's a running theme with just about everything in life. You know, you want to become autonomous. You've, you've got to feed yourself. You've got to figure out where your food comes from. You've right. got to figure out where your education comes from. If you have children, if you have people mm -hmm. that, that rely on you for, for their life development. Um, so really autonomy is, it's everything. It's financial, it's food, right. it's education, it's, it's child it rearing. It's, it's, I mean, you're not going to grow your own food either if you're not autonomous in other parts of your life, you know? Correct. You got to yeah. try to break free from all those different methods of control. So, and I, you mentioned, uh, as far as the schooling, uh, so you homeschool, right? We've got a lot of homeschoolers in this audience as well. So if you want to touch on any of that. Yeah, I've been a homeschooler for uh, a while now. Uh, we started when she was super young, when she was like three and four. We started wow. um, introducing her to books and, and reading. And yep, um, we we had some. She was born twenty nine and a half weeks mm -hmm. early, uh, or excuse me, she was born twenty nine and a half weeks. So she was really really early, um, and so it was really kind of a allow her mental space to kind of catch up with being kind of jolted into this life before she was supposed to. And so we mm -hmm. had some concerns about development and, right. and um, just kind of, kind of her grasp on how she was processing things. And so um, to kind of help that we really kind of um, started her early. I think that was really mm -hmm. the, the key and, and, and giving her something to focus on books and being in control and being able to control her surroundings by, by giving her the tools that she would need. Um, and so she ended up going to public school per request, uh, which then we were super unhappy with it and switched her to private school, super unhappy with that too. And so we're back to homeschooling. Um, and, um, you know, in the state of Colorado, which where I where I currently live with my kiddo, um, they are a test every other year state. So every state is different gotcha. with their homeschooling right. guidelines. Um, and your audience is probably from everywhere. So they all probably have different guidelines. But mm -hmm. well, I know Erin uh, from Two Chicks Homestead, she's in the comments right now. Uh, they they're a homeschool family. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons, even though Illinois is such a, a, a commie, horrible state to be in, one of the reasons that they stick around is that it's actually a good state for homeschooling. I yeah. grew up in, yep. in Illinois, just barely in Illinois outside of Iowa, even that's where all the family was, because I was homeschooled. And my family specifically stayed in Illinois because of the homeschooling stuff. So one of those weird things where sometimes you just got to pick the loophole that benefits you most at the time. That's absolutely true. And and I have quite a few friends that want to homeschool in, in different states. And, and I, I'm drawing a blank. I want to say Pennsylvania, but I don't know if that's correct. But there are some states oh, yeah. on the East Coast that are super like 
really rigid about what you can teach, what you can't teach, um, the time frame of when you can teach, how many hours per day they expect you to teach, um, what kind of records you have to take uh, and keep. And so luckily Colorado is another one of those states where they really don't, um, they really don't seem to um, have too many uh requirements. They do ask that you test your kid every other year. Uh, and we, we did that. She tested in the seventh grade. So, um, she's only going into the fifth grade. So, um, we really didn't have to worry too much about, um, other guidelines cause we're, we're right where right. we need to be. That's good. That's good. Aaron just commented over here. Let me see if I can bring it up. Yep. Right here, the homeschooling law changing in Illinois will be why they finally dropped to get out. They're, they're ready to leave the state. But the fact that it makes it super easy where they're at, I mean, that's that's yeah. a big thing, educating your kids. But, it's uh, well, huge. And, and you know, luckily, there are a lot of really great resources out there. If she's looking to change states, there are a couple homeschooling. And I can find you the link and send it to you after the show. But yeah, I'll a- post that up in the show notes and everything, too, for people. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a couple websites where you can type in uh, the state and it will tell you like homeschooling pros, cons, um, whatever. And so if 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 anyone out there is is in a state and they're looking to homeschool and it's maybe not the greatest state to do so and they're looking to find asylum elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, there are so many resources um, that you can um go find the uh, a lot of times um the local library in your particular municipality will have homeschooling resources uh, say what you want about a public library but um there are a lot of um really oh, yeah. great resources there too uh, i think all the things that i mean i'm all for public libraries i think if there's anything good that the state has done it's been things like public libraries and you know educational resources that are free for you to be able to come in and access if that's the kind of shit that the state was actually doing on a broader level, I think we'd all bitch a lot less about it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there are a lot of books that they won't carry because right, of, you know, right. they But there's also a lot of books that they do carry that are free. So, you know, it's that's one of those, true. it may not be the perfect resource, but it is still a resource and we should still fucking use it if we can, you know? I'm, I wholeheartedly believe in using the state against the state, and that includes educating your own children. That's an act against the state, I think. Anytime that you're taking your power back and you're you're saying, this is what I want my child to know, and it's not your propaganda, it's right. actual things that my kid can use, then that is 100% taking your power back from the state. So I, I think and, that's a good thing we can, talk, we can kind of touch on, though. I want to get your spin on it, because you grew up like that whole hardcore anarchist you were raised by your family that way when i i didn't i didn't i never did i've come to that side of things a little bit more in my my older years i've seen everything that's been going on but you see so it's such a dirty word it's been so slandered and everything because you've got this idea it's the fear-based thing everybody yeah. hears it and they go oh yep. shit oh that, that means you're going to show up and and riot and burn things down and it's it's uh anti and everything like that and no no that's that's the whole fear campaign there are those people out there there yeah. are the ones who want to show up and just be violent idiots but what's that do that does nothing but make the entire world against you so to me it's like i see that there are problems with this the way everything's going on with the state with people trying to govern other people 
and there ain't there's not shit I can do about it. I can bitch. You can't vote hard enough to fix it. You know, I'm not I can't fix the fucking world. So my perspective is the whole what can I do? What yeah. can I do? I have to live in this world. I have to live with the systems that I'm stuck with. Yep. But what can I do to add more freedom and liberty in my life? It's a philosophy, not a, I'm going to go down and burn it, burn down City Hall because fuck these guys. I don't I can't help anybody or myself from a jail cell. No, so no. that's a big I think, misconception, I think. And, and growing up being, I never identified myself as an anarchist. I was never raised by anarchists, right. um, but I was raised by people that were super distrusting of the government um, for one reason or another. Um, I grew up uh, with a nationalist dad who um, really believed um, certain people were out to get him because of his nationality. I'm not going to comment whether or not that was true, um, but you can see a lot of that in history with the Palestinians and the Israelis. So it's not like completely unheard of that, that people no, dominate it, other people. I mean, it does happen. It does happen. And so as a result, he didn't trust anybody that worked for the government because, um, you know, whether you're a nationalist or not, it, it becomes almost like a game of paranoia. Like, are you really that nationalist guy or are you the bad nationalist guy? Right, right. And so it, it turned out he was really just kind of anti everybody. And my mom was just kind of a super big hippie. And so right. she was that's a hard way to live, though, you know. Oh, buddy, you don't live for real long based on my experience when it gets right. to that point. So, well, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like I don't. I don't want to go through my life afraid of everybody. I might dislike the way some shit goes on. I mean, how, Yeah. damn, you know, imagine waking it's, up it's, every day yeah. and thinking everyone's out to get you, you know, it's hard. It's difficult. Um, it's definitely I difficult see it a lot in that community though. You see yeah. a lot of telegram groups and stuff. And I don't usually yeah. get real close to those people that are always looking over their shoulder and stuff. I'm like, man, it's a negative influence type thing. And I think everybody has that feeling like, you hear it and it's got such a negative connotation. You expect everybody to be an over the top conspiracy theorist. And you know, yeah. what? The, some of the best people that I've ever met in my life and worked with and some of the most uplifting, like community building doers are very much of this mindset, but they're not like out here trying to be like the world shit. We should all fucking go and hide in a hole, get your bunkers ready. It's not all that. Well, that's the difference I think. And, and, what I started to say was I never identified myself as an anarchist because I, I didn't even really understand the word myself growing up. I just knew that a lot of anarchists don't even understand the word themselves. Yeah, wow. it's probably super true. Uh, and I think I, I grew up, I grew up hard. I had a really shitty life. Uh, some people might know I wrote another book about that, but, um, I grew up with a really difficult life. And the one thing that I really took away from, from having uh, such a struggle growing up was no one's coming to save you. Right. No one is going to rescue you. If you find yourself and you've trusted the wrong person or you've, you've moved to chase a love or whatever, no one's coming to save you. No one. No one. At the, the end only, of the day, you're responsible for the results of your actions and your choices. And only that person. And so growing up, 
you have a choice when you're super anti-state, you have a choice, right? Or anti, I guess I was anti-establishment. I wasn't for corporations. I wasn't for government. If you were like a society mainstream thing, I didn't trust you. Um, so when you grow up with that mindset and you see like everyone is almost like the Manchurian candidate, like everyone woke up and answered the phone and it was like hot dogs and they're all like, <laughs> and so when you see that you have a choice and I think some recent autonomists or anarchists or whatever, will start to see this too. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. You can either bitch, complain that everything's broken, everything's fucked up. You have to run and hide because everyone's out to get you. That was my nationalist dad. Or you can find a solution. How can you live within this system? Yeah, the system's fucked up. Yeah, it's not supposed to be like this. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not like no. no one intended for this to be that way. I mean... Or they did, and, you know, that's that's fine. But there's nothing we can do about it. Exactly. We didn't choose that. You know, you may not have chose that life, but it's still the life that you've got to fucking live. you got to live in it. Well, that's the thing. I think everybody has this mentality. When you talk about stuff like this, I can know what the right thing is to do. I know that somebody else shouldn't be able to determine my my freedoms, my choices, and my life. I should have that that ability. But there are forces at play that will take that away from me. And there's not a lot I can do to change all of that. I can change what I can. But I think people have this mindset of because that's the world we live in and your perfect little anarchist ideal will never work and it'll never happen that they just give up and they feel they have to just, okay, I comply. You don't have to philosophically become a little bitch of the system just because the system's there and you can't change it. You may not be able to change it, but you can still know what's right and build that freedom and stuff in your life where you can. Yeah. And, and that's again, coming back to my magazine, that's why the magazine is, is so important. And I think it's become so prevalent in, in today because no matter where you are in your path to sovereignty, to autonomy, no matter where you're at, whether you just planted a tomato or whether you just um, created a freedom cell in your area and you pooled your money to buy a whole hog and they hired you to break it down so that they can keep the state out of their food. Right. Whatever their path is to autonomy, and no matter if they're expert level or brand new first day, we have tips and tricks for you. And we have tips and tricks for the most extreme people, kind of like Silas and I, and we have easy peasy stuff like how to grow green beans and then can them and preserve that shit so you can what? eat them later. We got all kinds of good stuff. And so being that solution minded person, which we, we really, our target audience are the doers. We are so over the talkers. We can right. talk all Anybody day about Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I want to see, like, what have you done? Have you had really good success with hydroponic tomatoes and you're able to keep the water from evaporating, which is a super handy trick out here in Colorado? Oh, I'm sure. In the dry climate, shit. 
Yeah. Or are you someone that um, really is into wilderness survival like I am and you and you really want to brush up your foraging game or your trapping and hunting game? Mm-hmm. Whatever oh. it is, I think it's really important for you to figure out what you like in life solutions. and what you hate so that you can find solutions within those and be more of a more of an asset to your community because put yourselves, your audience, I'm going to ask your audience right now to put yourselves in your neighbor's shoes, right? Like we're just going to do like a little thought experiment. So your neighbor is Karen, let's just say, because there's a Karen on every block and maybe you're just the lucky asshole that lives next door to her. Hopefully you're not the Karen. If you don't know Karen, you might be the Karen. You could be the Karen. (laughs) (laughs) But let's pretend like you're a Karen, right? And your neighbor has these like big A's on flags circled and you've seen that symbol. You've seen it on CNN. You know what that Mm. fucking means. And every so often, you and your little friends get together for little like barbecues and like conspiracy theory, like, like, like plans, right? To like carry out some nefarious shit in my neighborhood. What's the, no one wants a complainer, you know? And and Karen, I'm going to defend Karen. Karen doesn't want you psycho anarchists either who don't do anything productive for your community. Because guess what? Not everyone that we are building communities to help is an anarchist. Right, right. There are a lot of people in my network, especially, that vote. They are full-on statists. And they are some of the greatest people. They have great hearts. Um, They feed homeless they are houseless. Excuse me. I keep fucking that up. Uh, They, um, they're doers, right? Right. So I don't give a shit. If you think you're like the greatest anarchist ever to walk, if you're not doing something that's helping Karen next door, then what are you really doing? Right. Exactly. See some of the best people, you're right. Some of the best people that I know are Full on left or right, one way or the other, status. You're right. They they're in the system. Doesn't mean they're necessarily a bad person. I do see that a lot in that community when you start seeing it, the whole autonomous anarchists, libertarians, all of them. Everybody puts themselves. I went on a rant about this the other day. Everybody puts themselves in a box and they want to hate everybody outside of that box. That doesn't help anybody. It doesn't fix anything. And just because they have a different view than you doesn't make them necessarily a bad person. If you think about it, so what? what's one of the main principles of anarchy? That you don't fuck with other people. It's not an aggression principle. If they're not hurting you, leave them the hell alone or let them live their life the way they want. Well, if you want that for yourself, you're hypocritical as fuck if you don't let other people. If somebody wants to go be a bitch of the state, that's their fucking right. They can sign up for it and want that. They can go vote all they want. And you know what? You shouldn't feel bad about it because that's their choice. So if you want to dictate in your mind and say that and look at them negatively because of their choice, then you should expect them to do the same for you. Now, like I'm all for let everybody do what they want. But back to your point with your thought experiment, guess what? If the Ku Klux Klan starts having a a gathering down my road, I'm not going to be happy about it. And I'm, 
I'm not going to necessarily go bust their shit, but I'm going to watch them real close and I'm going to feel kind of judgy. I feel like back in the day, some of your folks, the 80s and 90s kids, there was a sign and you still see the sign today, but the sign doesn't mean shit today. But there was a sign called Neighborhood Watch. You remember oh, that? Yeah. With like, okay. like the little creepy guy on the sign, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm not necessarily for a state-assigned neighborhood watch sign. However, I don't give a shit if you like Karen or not, even if she's just a judgy little cunt. Introduce yourself to her. Be neighborly to her. Um, help her introduce a little bit of your life. To, I'm not saying you got to invite her to your cookouts. I'm not saying you got to, you got to sign her up for your newsletter. If you got one, I'm just saying be on a first name, first name basis with her, because if you make friends with people you don't necessarily agree with, they can do a few things for you. Yeah. Build that one. network, even if they aren't necessarily part of the inner circle. Super big that network. It spider webs out. Not everybody has to be super close to you. And you'd rather have them be a friend than an enemy. Exactly. I think what it does first is if you actually talk to Karen and develop a dialogue with her, first of all, you're going to have um, um, understanding of how she thinks she thinks. And a lot of the times it's just stories in her head. So it gives you an opportunity to say, I am an anarchist, but I'm also a peaceful parent and I'm a homeschooler and I'm a gardener and um, I feed the houseless at the park across the street. And um, I do all of these things and you can replace that image in her head of what an autonomous is from exactly. something with the black hood to something like me. So if I walk up to any random person in my area and I introduce myself as an anarchist, what are they immediately thinking if they're not part of this community? If they're not, if, they're terrified of you. Oh my God. They are just, terrified. Oh, I, I, what I saw on CNN, you know, the yep. mm -hmm. Antifa is what goes in their head. They're thinking yep. riots. Yep. They're thinking places getting burnt down. They have no idea. They have no idea that one of the basic ph philosophical principles of it is don't harm anybody else unless it's in self-defense. Exactly. They don't yep. have a clue that the, what's branded as anarchy by the TV, which is why most people who are in this circle don't even use that word anymore. But it's true. they have no idea that that's not even what you're seeing. You know, it's become, exactly. a, become a slur mm -hmm. when philosophically, that's why so many people will call themselves volunteerists now. I see a lot of that too, you know. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's all labels. But, and the labels matter in so much as how they're understood. Mm -hmm. But you know, we'll never break those, uh, those conceptions, those preconceptions that people have of us, of people who actually are liberty, free-minded thinking, unless, like you said, you go out and introduce yourself to them, talk to them, communicate, build that community. The other thing is you'll find, and I find this a lot, there's a lot of people who are very much along this line of thought, who pretty much are like little budding anarchists, and they don't know it. They don't have a clue. Hell, I know, I know people who are some of the most anarchist-minded people I know are police officers that are sick of their system and sick of the shit they see. But they're just, they're doing their thing. They're working their job. But why should the state get to tell me this? Why should I be told what I can and can't do on my own property? You know, and they're right there. They just don't take that step off that ledge because it's scary thinking you're the only one that thinks that way. 
I have, I'm going to tell on myself here to all your listeners. I have Uh-oh. so little compassion for those people. I'm sorry. I understand it. I do. But you know, at the I, same time, I was one of those people. I know. Okay. And I think that's why, cause I have this issue with my business partner too. My business partner was not a born and you're all born anarchists, but you, you know, know what know. I mean? He, right, right. he, well, yeah, he kind of found the path it, later all... in life also. And he and I debate about this all the time. I'm like, so not compassionate to him. And he's just like you, you know, he's like, Oh, but I too didn't get it. And, and it took me a long time. I just, I, I just, I don't get it really, truly. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. And that's probably, that's hundred percent me. I just don't understand how you can see something and know in your heart that you would never treat anybody like that. And yet you're being treated like this by, by oh, yeah. our government, our, our, our it's, ruling it's class. Programming, honestly, it's, it's, you grow up in a system, you grow up seeing this and thinking, and you're being told over and over and over again, this is how the world works. This is how you have to live. And it's a lot harder to unprogram yourself. And I think, what was that you were talking about on your magazine? Not long ago. Unfuck yourself. Yeah. It's that's, that's the, harder that's the to undo that. And it takes physical effort to relearn that and, and wake up to that. And it's like breaking a habit. You have to remind yourself over and over again. And I still catch ways. So I'm like, you know what? That's pretty fucking uh, shitty of me to even think that of that person or think that I have any say in their life and their choices, but we all do a catch ourselves doing it. Well, yeah, that, that's true. But the road to autonomy, right? It's true. It's, it's a path. It is a path. <laughs> right. um, the people, though, maybe more the people that see that it's messed up, that don't have the courage to extricate themselves i think i more have a problem with that than the people that just don't know i think the people that that can see you can see the devil in the room and you're still handing him a 20 i think you and i have a problem (laughs) right right it comes down to integrity at that point when you know there's a problem and you don't do something about it i get that i i lose some respect for people like that too i and that thing it's hard it's hard, but at the same time, life's hard. Life so is hard, and life is a series of choices. And I feel like if COVID taught us anything, anything in the world, it's to have courage. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Whether that's courage to leave your house, whether that's courage to still have people over, whether mm-hmm. that's courage to keep going to your job despite kind of right. the social pressures, um, it's courage. And I think now is the time to have courage because we're already in a space that's really scary if you don't have courage and you're yeah. going to end up being bullied into things that you don't maybe you don't agree with most of us uh, have been kind of bullied our entire lives into that and that's why we were the way we were now's the time you you all are way stronger than what you realize and they're, they're still watching this or they're a part of this audience other than just somebody who may be casually passing by and if so hey uh they're along this road not all of them are going to be hardcore anarchists or whatnot that are watching this, but a lot of people are already pretty well on board with what we're talking about. But it still is hard. It's still fucking hard, and it, you have to do that the whole time. Uh, Brian over in the Telegram chat had said the 
uh, 13 years of indoctrination, but he said, I didn't choose the anarchist life. The anarchist life chose me. It always does. It always does. Right, it's right. so funny. I, I, I was made by the state. I was made by the state. Every single hardcore person against whatever they're against mm-hmm. used to be for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, little by little, you know, they take and they take and they take and they take. And if you're someone like me and you're keeping a tab at some point, you're like, we're fucking done. We're oh, yeah. done. Most, most of the time, the people who are the most against it are the ones who have been involved with it enough to see the dirt. You know, the longer yeah. I've, had to, I've had to work with USDA type shit or other things like that. I mean, the yep. more against it I am, because while they may be on the surface and what they tell everybody is that it's well-meaning and it's for everyone's good. Yeah. yeah you yeah. start to really see the flaws and stuff. And, and I'm sorry. I hate to be that guy. But if you in this day and age can't turn on your news or open Facebook or whatnot and see that the world is fucked up and this is a broken system and what we're doing isn't working and this is not how we're supposed to live. I I don't know what to tell you right now. You're being willfully ignorant. You know, a lot of people, it's scary. So they just shut it off and pretend everything's fine. That's where most people are. Yeah. And you can't make somebody wake up. They have to choose to. But if you're not awake now, you don't want to be. And that's okay. That yeah, that's totally right. fine. Uh, but but my my very all due respect message to those people is, I totally respect you not wanting to do that. That's great. Uh, but if you could stay out of my way, step the fuck out of the way and let us. That do would the work that you don't have the balls to do. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not. I won't like bother you. I won't enough. make you do anything. Right. That's but not marking down and burning down City Hall either. No, what? God, no. I don't want to burn anything down. Are you right. kidding? I love my community. Right. I hate I hate my town. That's not totally. a lie. But I, I just hate the infrastructure of it. The rest of it, I, li- I like the small town of it. But um, somebody's on the edge. They're like right there at, at the edge of the cliff. And they're going, Man, I, I, I want this. I want to. I like this. I feel this. But I don't know what the fuck to do. What, what would you say? What would you do? How do people start that first step on the road to autonomy in their lives? What, what would be your advice to them? I ask this same question to all of my writers in the RTA chat. And I thought, who better to ask than the people that that write for me every single month? Mm-hmm. And the answers were almost all the same that basically said, you do not become autonomous overnight. You just don't. This is a process. This is a very long process. And this is a process that is just like any other process. It takes one step. Yep. And that one step, it feels daunting, I know, because you think, oh my God, the state has infiltrated my entire life, my banking, my food, my health, my medical, my family, my education, my travel, Mm -hmm. my employment. Uh, And you think, I don't know where to start. I don't know. Okay, first breathe. Because the first step is figuring out what you want to try. This doesn't have to be scary. This can be my kids' favorite, favorite two foods are spaghetti and meatballs Mm -hmm. and Thai banh mi's. Uh, Vietnamese food. Yeah. I grow two kinds of basil. I grow Italian basil and I grow Thai basil. 
so I can make both of my dishes for my kid whenever Mm -hmm. she wants them without being a slave to what's Thai basil at the grocery Uh store. Little small towns, they don't have small, they don't have Thai basil. It's little little shit like that. That freedom isn't necessarily go out and I'm just going to completely stop paying my taxes and go to jail. No, No. how how can you cut the ties that you can't? Yes. And you start small. And so first you, you grow basil because fuck, it's an herb. All you need is sun and water. Grow basil, raise some rabbits, grow a pig. That's like more advanced, but yeah, exactly. Do something. That's that's like the main thing. Something doesn't even matter what it is so much, but you don't ever start until you start. Buy 20 bucks in Bitcoin. If you fucking hate plants. Uh, see what happens. Like, buy twenty bucks worth of Bitcoin. Go to a Bitcoin ATM. Yeah. Uh, download some kind of wallet. You can find tons of information about Bitcoin wallets online. I know a guy going to do a whole podcast about it with somebody else. Certain Wednesday. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Get a full card and start getting Bitcoin for the shit you actually normally spend, and maybe get lucky yes. like me and get twenty five bucks in Bitcoin just for buying shit. Just for being in, just for being around. So try it's that. Scary, and it won't it won't bite you, and you won't go to jail for getting it. <laughs> right. Take a breath. It's, yeah, like twenty bucks <laughs> in Bitcoin. Sounds scary and weird, and it's confusing and everything. No. Um. No. Like it's just it's little 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 things. You are so you're listing off things way more advanced than oh, yeah. someone that's just beginning, but. But it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be losing your fortune. It doesn't have to be like pulling your kids from school. Don't like, don't go nuts. <laughs> you don't have to become that guy overnight who's like no. screaming on Facebook about how having a driver's license is being a bitch. And you you'll know, never you be that guy. <laughs> you'll never become that guy overnight. You just no. won't. You'll go to jail first. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know. There's a big difference between somebody who is looking for trying to find freedom and autonomy in their life and somebody who's just lost their shit and they're just angry at the world. And it's a really confusing thing for people from the outside to see the difference, though. And, and, you know, we we go through the losing the shit no matter how together your shit is. You're going to have days where... I'm an accountant in my day job when I'm not just running a magazine and my accounting um, job, I have to pay the corporate taxes. Right. You can tell whenever those taxes are due, if you just walk upstairs to the building, you will hear me in the back. Motherfucker, you motherfucker, you fucking thieves, you pieces of shit. What the fuck do you do to earn this motherfucking money? You you can always hear because that... There are days, no matter how much you've removed yourself from the system, no matter how much you've become a doer to to actually create the change that you want to see, because charity starts at home, no matter what, you're still going to have those days where you just want to rip your fucking hair out. Every single person that's like, I saw in the news, like, fuck. Yep. And and that's that's what, even if you're not in this space, you have those days, too. Yeah. Everybody it, does. It's part of being human. Yeah. And it's okay. And it and is. treat yourself with grace as you kind of navigate this this journey. Any kind of major change like that, just even a change in, in mindset and the way you look at the world, 
you know, it feels like everything around you is falling apart even faster than it normally is because now you're noticing it. And so you go through, I'm sure you're familiar with the different stages of grief. You still do that. One of those, a lot of people are still stuck in that anger phase and they don't get through it. You know, they're either angry or depressed about the state of the world. But guess what? It doesn't fucking do shit. It doesn't change anything. Now it's okay. It's okay to have those days, but you still have to do. And until you go out and do and force yourself to go do, we were talking about that the other day. Somebody said, like, do you ever just, I forget what chat it was. And they're like, do you just ever have days where it's like, it just feels like you're walking underwater. Like you just, everything you do, the world's against you. And it's like, yeah, but you still have to keep going. It's momentum. When you stop, we, Brian was talking about that on uh, Tim's podcast last night about content creation. We were kind of vibing on that whole thing of, and I've been in the same boat. You know, when you slack off and you'll lose that momentum and you're not consistent in keeping up and doing it, it's 10 times harder to get started. So we're sharks. I mean, people are sharks. We have to keep moving or we'll die. Pretty much. And and you see that in the retirement community. You see these like big wigs that uh, exactly that uh, bust their ass to retire at 65 or whatever. And then like they've worked their ass off. And so in retirement, they're like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to play golf and I'm just going to like scratch my ass and watch football whenever I fucking want. And And what happens? Or they're back at work in three months. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Like dicking off. They just seem to like rapidly age. Like, yeah. you know, like everything you had to live for that kept you moving, yeah. it's gone. Now what the fuck do I do? You know? Please. I went out and bought that car I wish I had when I was a kid and yeah. now I'm too old to enjoy it. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. But a lot of the thing is a lot of those guys they stopped living right long before they ever uh, retired. You know? That's the other thing. That's the hard part is we it's the mindset of I want I want to fucking live. I want to go out and live my fucking life. I don't want to be a fucking zombie NPC like everybody else you fucking see around. Because well, that's, that's what's required to live in this mm-hmm. environment they've created for us. Yeah, that that's the system's lie. The system's right. lie is once you achieve this, then you'll not There's want more. anymore, and you can you can rest, and it's heaven. And it's it's just God. one financially. <laughs> I don't believe in it in retirement because I, I just I. I believe in saving your money. I believe in playing the market wisely so that you get some sort of return. But when it comes to like the government gives me permission to retire, I don't believe in it. Um, And even when I hit that age, if I'm able bodied, I'm not going to retire because I love what I do. I'm one of those people are in this community too. are, are, uh, you know, entrepreneurs. Oh yeah. Because even if you are working, even if you are have a regular job, most people have a side gig or something else. That's a huge part of this whole community because people are those doers. Do you really think you're gonna retire? If I become independently wealthy, if if somebody gives me five Bitcoin and then it triples here, you know, and I go, Oh man, I can finally go and uh, buy that small island. Do you think I'm just gonna stop and go disappear and you'll never fucking hear from me? No. You gotta do something. You're continually building and delaying. If you look at the most successful people in the world, a lot of them are elderly. A lot of yeah. them, do they ever fucking stop? Do they sit? Do they go, that's enough. I'm done. I'm out. Peace out. No. They're continually building and growing more and more and creating that legacy and hopefully mm-hmm. affecting and improving the world around them. That's what I'd like to see more people doing. You know, instead of sit back and just go, well, fuck. Huh. I guess I'm done. Why don't you make the world better for the other people in your life 
that are depending on you or that need that inspiration from you. And to the people that say, well, they didn't do that for me. Let me just stop you because I used to be one of those people once where I was mad at the world for leaving me. Let me say to, to be in a world that has left you behind or turned their back to you or Mm -hmm. to shit on you or to leave you to wallow and have you grow up to be that change, to be the person that helps herself. Let me tell you, you have to take away the excuses because no one's going to make it better. And you have to make a decision to say, I was uh, let down by my community. I was let down by my family or by the state or by whoever. But I'm going to show you what it's like to do this correctly. I'm going to build a community and I'm going to show you all the things that you did wrong. I'm going to do them right. Be and the change to, you want to see in the world. You got to be the change. You got to be. Pick you, one name if, out of history. One name of somebody you respect that did something great that you're like, man, that's, that's badass that they did it. Do you really think that they actually went out and risked their lives to change the world and to fight for what they believed in because they were treated well by someone else and they felt like passing it on. No, pay it forward has to start somewhere. It does. And um, that old adage of hurt people, hurt people, you got to heal. It's true. It's true. It is, but it's not an excuse. It can't, well, it shouldn't be an excuse. It shouldn't be. And and I'm, I'm, it may be true, but it doesn't excuse you being a shit person. Correct. And and I'm guilty of this. I've been a hurt person and I've hurt people. And and unfucking yourself is September's theme for my for for road to autonomy. Mm-hmm. So please check that out because it's so relevant right now. Link is you in know. the description here too. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's it's super relevant to um, to realize that you have to unfuck yourself to heal and to move forward with grace and with dignity and to be more of a community member and maybe a community leader. If you, if, if, you know, people are looking to you for that role, Mm -hmm. the time is now to work locally, work first in your home, you know, like really examine your home life, you know, your, your education, your food, your, finances your security tech security is huge right now oh yeah examine how you're living at home first before you can tackle the world and you're familiar with permaculture right oh permaculture so that's that's permaculture principle it's not just how you fucking raise a garden that applies to everything in life so it's it's your zones so what's your zone zero your zone zero your one or whatever is you Yep. You have to unfuck yourself. And then 100%. what's the next step? What's directly around you? What you have, what you actually have control of. It's the locus of control. You can yep. affect your your household, your family, your direct life. Then you can start to affect your neighborhood. You can exactly. start to affect everything. And your neighborhood can start to affect more broadly as that heals and grows and continues. But that, think about that. You can't skip ahead. You're not going to just jump over and change the fucking world, but it's also that's that toolbox fallacy. I can't fix this problem because the world's fucked up. I can't do it. So why try? Well, you can work on what you can work on. 
you can work yeah. on improving your life and mm -hmm. what you have control of. And yep. if you use the excuse of the world's broken and I can't fix it to never fix your life, well, guess what? Your life's going to stay fucked up and you're going to stay miserable and nobody else is to blame for that but you. And eventually your friends are going to be tired of hearing it. Yep. Uh, I've lost a couple of friends that way. And sometimes I've been the friend that's been lost where I've been like wallowing I mean, for I've, so long that people I've are like, there. dude. You'll sometimes you find myself there and you have to snap yourself out yep. of it because it's not, it's not like a yep. thing where I switch that off, you know, yeah. we all cycle back to that at times, you know, it's, it's an old habit and it's hard to yeah. break. And sometimes that's back to that community, why it's so important. We need these people in our lives that see that and will call you out on your shit. Be like, hey man, you know what you're doing? You're being a fucking little bitch. What you're doing yeah. isn't helping you. And so you need that. You need those people in your life that are willing to call you out on shit and give you that hard advice that you don't want to hear. It's it's absolutely true. And and big shout out to my business partner, Silas, for keeping me way more accountable than I wish he would. <laughs> <laughs> It's a balanced like, thing, but yes, yes. <laughs> like, I you love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've been guilty of being that guy that's bitched about shit about other people's lives too much as well. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a hard balance to try, too, of sitting back and thinking, man, I don't have a right to tell anybody how to live their life. But at the same time, I have a right to point it out when something's going on, you know? Now, nobody wants to be that guy, that friend that is always bitching about something. Now, you probably won't have friends for long. But it's at true. the same time, when when I when my head's up my ass and somebody calls me on my shit, once I kind of calm down, I'm usually like, oh, hey, man, thanks for keeping my head on my, on my shoulders. I appreciate that. But that's a hard place. It's taken me a long time to get to that place. Because for a long time, probably fucking two decades of my life, I was that guy. You called me out on my shit. I'm like, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. Get out of my life. Yeah, feels <laughs> no, that way sometimes, but, <laughs> but you know, it's one of that's, I guess that's part of maturity, you know, and learning that learning to value that that's an important uh, aspect of life, being able to understand it and see that, that that outside perspective is sometimes valuable. It's hard to decide though, when that is or isn't valuable or, or where it comes from. So, I mean, that's, that's something that you only, you can fucking determine, but yes. there's a lot of people out there that want to run your life and control you learn to differentiate that from the people who actually give enough of a fuck to call you out on your shit. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think, um, I think really just also experience and, and allowing yourself to have people in your life is, is right. important. You know, whether you think you're the Robinson Caruso of autonomists and you don't need it, you don't need anybody. Everybody wants to be that lone wolf. No, no, nobody wants, who, who wants to live like that? No one wants to live like that, but we're, we're not asking you to be uh, communalists uh, either. Like we're not asking you to like open up your home to the, to the vagrants in town. Just examine how you're living and right. we don't take have your to power go back. Strip naked and live in a yurt with 40 other people. You know, that's, that's no, not, but if you wanted to, that's you want to go really for weird. it. Right. But, but that everybody sees it as one, it's a diametrical thing, one or the other. Either I've got to go, I'm going to go hide in my bunker and stack up on beans and bullets. And when the world goes to shit, like it already hasn't, I'll be okay. 
you know, or it's the, well, we'll just all go be peaceful. No, you can build that community, but still build that personal resilience. But guess what? You'll still, you can't do it all yourself, no matter how much you want to, no matter how stubborn you are, no matter how much you hate the idea that you'd have to depend on anybody else, you still fucking have to. So you may as well pick the people in your life that you can depend on instead of let that be chosen for you. I think a really good representation of that, since you have so many homeschoolers in the audience also, is the Tuttle Twins. Um, anybody that is, that. Yeah. So my kid read the whole series. Uh, and um, one of them is uh, The Broken Pencil, I believe, is is one mm. of the books. Um, and it's it really speaks to that. It really speaks to... Uh, the teacher told all of the kids they needed to make a pencil. Right. Uh, and so they're like, oh, okay. Well, then they realized that the wood came from Belize. And and I'm, I don't know. I'm not quoting the book. But the right. wood came from somewhere. And the graphite used inside the pencil came from China. And the eraser was harvested from some plant and taken like 400 people to cure and turn into an eraser mm-hmm. and form it and carve it and whatever. And That's that came from Thailand. Thing. Right. So, and I think really the point of that book and really what my kid took away from that is it takes a whole village to create one autonomous person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a whole village to create, uh, to, to, you know, like you're not, you're probably not the guy that grows the cows. You're probably a guy that eats the cows. Mm-hmm. You might be the guy that grows the spinach. There's a whole community out there, and it doesn't matter politically what path they walk. If they eat food, they should be in your community if, if exactly. you eat food, too. Like, people get so divided in their labels and their boxes and whatever, they forget that we're all human. I see so many people that want to bitch because I don't like them because they're a Democrat or they're a Republican, they're a status, they're a whatever. But then they'll be calling people out for being a racist or something. You're just as much as a, a fucking bigot as they are. Yeah. Like they have I a just... different system of belief in living their life than you. So fucking what? That doesn't necessarily make them a bad person or no. something you shouldn't have in your life or in your network. Just don't talk about politics. I mean, the status that I have in my lives, they know where I stand. I know where they stand. And we rarely talk about it. Sometimes we give each other shit about it. But uh, we don't really talk about it because we know we've reached an impasse long ago. They're, Mm -hmm. They're happy with where they're at. I'm happy with where I'm at. We can agree to disagree. And we can now talk about vegetables. The people in this space that always are harping on about something political and they're always sharing all of the newest whatever, they piss me the fuck off because to me the whole idea of this mindset is to be not political because yeah. the politics fucking sucks and it destroys yeah. everything it touches. So yeah. why would I want another brand of it and to immerse myself into it and be angry about it all the time? I don't want to yeah. talk about it. I don't want to play that game. I don't want to be part of that system. But I do want to hear how you cooked your steak last night. I do want your fucking recipe for that those green beans because they were fucking badass. I do want to hear about how you built that porch. You know, that's the shit that fucking matters. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I rarely talk about the stuff because uh, I don't want to give it power. No. You know, like the more you talk about, about what's going on, more. you have to live in yeah. the world. You got to know. But you I don't have, have to, to run your life. Yeah, nah. Uh, I I just live my life. That's exactly right. I live my life and people are like, I want to live my life more like you. How can I do that? Well, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. You start growing. 
Yeah, I did. I did. So if, circling back to that, though, if somebody wants to find your magazine, they've got the link down there. But if, say, if somebody wanted to write for your magazine or give some kind of content, or do you have guidelines for that? Who Are you looking to add more people? What Anybody always. in the audience who might want to contribute, you know, what, what should they do? I am always, always, always looking for somebody on the road to autonomy. Um, as we've discussed, autonomy is everything. It is every single part of your life. So if you happen to have information on how to do something smarter, faster, or more efficient, or even something that you just enjoy doing that has a big impact... For instance, feeding the houseless, dropping off uh, jugs of water, like we keep our milk jugs and then we fill them up with cold water and drop them mm -hmm. off. Little things that don't really cost us anything that make a huge impact. And if you have tips, tricks, um, if you just want to share your homeschooling curriculum to help someone that's just starting off that feels like the whole process is totally daunting and scary and maybe you're not good enough and you just need a little support, please email me at Jackie at RTAMagazine.com. J-A-C-K-I-E at rtamagazine.com. And you can find our email on our website too, rtamagazine.com. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm not really on Facebook anymore, so I'm not going to have you go on there to find me, but I am on Telegram. Um, I'm Jackie Kerouac on Telegram. And I would just love to meet you. You may not want to write for the magazine, but maybe you just want to talk to you some of our writers or, yeah. yeah i would love that and um you got a pretty good little know, chat over there it's a small group at that uh, rta chat in telegram we get some good some good conversations going on in there sometimes you know real i really enjoy a lot of the conversations i feel like i have a good diverse uh group i've got people that vote i've got mm -hmm. people that don't vote i've got black flag anarchists i've got just homeschooling moms i've got such a diverse group and I love the perspectives that people bring to certain topics. And I love how solution-minded they are and how when you like say, here's a box of thinking and they're like way over here. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> how we learn and grow as people. If you think about it, we expose ourselves to other ways of thinking and other perspectives. And if you stick with the people who think just like you, they're always gonna think just like you and you're never gonna grow or change because you have no, no outside pressures to do so. Yeah, echo chambers are super inefficient, and I'm not a big fan of them at all. My best friend is a socialist. Um, like, she is full on. She thinks people should be sterilized after one kid. Like, she is hardcore. Yeah, she's big time. She's my best friend in the entire world. And people are like, how in the world can you coexist? And I'm like, man, mm -hmm. sometimes it is difficult. I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes the shit that she says, I'm just like... Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I love. Is it worth the argument her. about this happening? Yeah, thing, you know? yeah. I'm like, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. But well, you know, the fact that you can have that different of opinion and you guys are still friends because I'm sure you've had some fucking fights for twelve that's a, that's, years that speaks to the actual relationship there. The fact that you actually can come back from that, having that different of view, and I think that's important that. And it says a lot about a person that they can do that and still, you know, not just be like, ah, oh, fuck you because you're different than me. 
Yeah, no, she's been my best friend for 12 years. And, um, and she's been a hardcore socialist only getting worse, I might add mm -hmm. since uh, Coviticus. Uh, so, so she, uh, she is my best friend, though. And I, I keep her around, like she's a puppy. Uh, I keep her around because she reminds me because sometimes I don't understand y'all. Y'all do shit that I'm like, what? And she explains it to me in such a way that I'm like, oh, which then helps me better communicate with some of you. Because right. I'm like, I know in my heart where you're coming from. You're coming from a solid place. But Your intentions are, are well-meaning. I think you're misled, but you can't communicate with those people unless you understand at least why they think the way they do. You got to understand where their heart is and where their right. intent right. is. And I, I love her because she provides such a good, solid like perspective as to why people are so nuts. And I do think she's nuts in a lot of ways. But, but what I'm she, sure they think the same about people like us. You she know? thinks I'm a full on extremist. She thinks I am like she she is even though she knows who I am, she's still she's she's that kind of socialist. People that so. want to grow their own food and like not be controlled by other people. It's so fucking extreme. Controlling your own life. How fucking dare you? Like <laughs> like aren't you afraid that you're not going to teach your kid anything? Like set her up for success, put her in school. Like that's, that's what she does to me. And I'm like, girl, my kid is smarter than most of the adults, you know, but okay. My, there's two types of homeschoolers out there. There's the ones that, that's them weird homeschool kids. They're, they say backwoods kind of sister fucking shit, you know, they exist, but it's not super common. Other than that, most kids who are homeschooled are some of the smartest fucking people you know. You know I Even know people that were homeschooled through too. eighth grade and then just quit and never fucking did it. And they're like fucking geniuses, you yeah. know, because they were allowed that environment to form and grow. You know, they weren't put in a box and said, yep. learn this. Yep. People, it's weird. It's strange. But left to their own devices, especially when you're naturally at an age where your brain seeks new information and learning tend to go out and learn things that they need and wants to learn. Yeah, we learned. Um, so last year when she was in fourth grade, um, my kiddo asked if she could learn about the opium wars. Damn. <laughs> and, and I was like, that's some heavy shit for a kid, but let's go for it. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I got on telegram and I was like, Ch -ch 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 who out there has resources for opium wars that is age appropriate for children? And 17 people were raising their hands. Yeah. Homeschoolers were like, here, here, here. Right. And I was like, oh my God. So she, she taught herself opium wars and, and she watched a couple videos, read a few books. And so that kind of tied in back to the Tuttle twins and kind of their economy teaching. And so she was like the broken window theory and, and the pencil theory. And so she was like, she was exploring economics at age nine. Yep. But, but yeah, okay. How this fucking world works because she wanted to know. She wanted to know. That's exactly right. Like I, I, think, I find myself still doing that. And people think I'm, I, I'll describe myself as like a skill junkie. Yeah. I taught myself how to fucking, uh, you know, program websites and learning about Bitcoin lightning and shit. I'm a fucking butcher, you know, 
But I get curious and you go down that rabbit hole. Yep. So you, you've got the people who do that and they all tend to find each other. That's where most of this community is. And then you got the people who just, why would you do that? That's crazy. Turn on the TV. What do you want me to see today? You know? Some well, famous dead person said, uh, you have as much freedom as you're willing to defend. And yeah. I think that's so profound today because there are people that simply don't want excess uh, responsibility by being a sovereign individual. And that's a okay. responsibility. You're responsible for yourself. It's so easy to want to pawn that off and say somebody else, my problems are someone else's fault. Yeah. It's, it's easy to do because, you know, you want someone to blame and you forget that that finger points this way too. It's the whole back to the, the allegory of the original old Matrix movie, as cliche as that is. But the guy who's like, I don't care. I'll just throw all these people under the bus. Fuck them all. Put me back in. Yep. Because it was easier. Yep. This is hard. Knowing yeah. and fighting and being who you are and freedom and liberty, it's hard. It's super hard. Yeah. And there's no like manual. No, you know, there's no, no like how to become autonomous. Right, and and right. if there is a manual, it's fucked up and it's wrong and don't trust it. Like you, you got to understand. the world will continually change on you because the world doesn't want yeah. you to be autonomous. Yeah. You have to want that. And you have to be ready to fucking figure out. You got to be creative. Yeah. And, and so that's why, you know, every theme that we have in the magazine is different. We're, we're on our 33rd, 33rd issue coming out on the 15th and it's monthly. Yep. And it's free. Um, and so, um, 33 issues, we've not given you a manual on how to become autonomous, but we give you tools and what you do with those tools, that's totally up to you. But, right. but we are giving you the tools to do that. And we don't care who you are or what you believe. I mean, with all due respect, we, we care about what you believe. We care about what you believe and what, what, what moves you, but we don't care enough about it to to exclude you or or to whatever we just everyone want to give you tools yeah everyone really is and that's what's so refreshing about us is that we're not just the anarchist magazine we're not we're right. we're the autonomous magazine that has you know we've um given um step-by-step -step illustrated instructions on how to distill your own liquor um, from someone that owns uh, a couple family businesses of, of beautiful liquor. Mm -hmm. um, we just have really, really excellent. We have a couple videos of Silas um, filming, uh, I think, a goat being broken down. Oh, kind nice. of your, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, we've got a couple videos of chicken farmers breaking down a chicken right. um, and using the tools, you know, like the defeatherer that we talked mm -hmm. about in some of the other chicken chats. Um, uh, D clucker D what do you D Plucker? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Plucker. So, um, you know, we, we give you the tools for a wide range of, of things that you might come across, you know, like, gosh, you know, uh, I really love basil and I want to grow it, but I can't remember to water my plants. I wonder if there's a solution. I betcha there is. 
bet you there's somebody who probably who could write an article on like wicking beds or something like that. Oh, yeah, there's a, yeah. yeah. So it's it's similar to like a lot of those magazines in that space, kind of like Mother Earth News, where yep. it's all solutions yep. and things, but it's more broad. Yep. Exactly right. Yeah. Mother Earth News um, is wonderful. And I really, really like them. Um, they have so many good things. Oh, my um, grandparents like subscribed to that, I think. And they, they had it when I was a kid. I remember being like yep. five or six, just going. They had like a stack of them. And I, I <laughs> on those things. Yeah, they are yeah. so cool. They, they've kind of gotten a little more corporate as the years went on, but they're still really yeah. a great resource. Oh, yeah. We're, we're kind of like that and more. You know, Mother Earth News was was about the earth, was about gardening, horticulture, um, uh, uh, herbs to take internally to like cure illness and whatnot. We're we have a data security guy uh, on our on our magazine contributors, and he he really talks takes us through how to stay autonomous through tech, how mm -hmm. to. Um, world's changing and growing that's a big part yeah, of it Absolutely. it's a big part of it and so we're so much more than the earthy stuff we're also tech-based we're also um spiritual we've got quite a few spiritual contributors um that realize it's really difficult to be human and not all of us are emotionally intelligent and how do we deal with that how do we right. navigate the icky feelings while still being an effective community member so we have spirituality we have um people that are really anti big pharma they just don't mm -hmm. trust them and so they would rather find alternatives um mm -hmm. i study native american um culture um, and so I made cough syrup for my kid and I out of pinion sap, um, nice. and it took care of our cough. It works kind of like guafenicin, which is a, yep. a pharmaceutical thing. It works a little bit, um, better than that. We got over our cold. We each hacked up a huge loogie after 24 hours of taking the thing and, uh, out, right. we had no more cough. And that's been a huge thing. I mean, that's always been a huge part of this community and everything too, is you see that just, not just necessarily herbalists, but but those home remedies, those not feeling like you have to be tied to the medic, because that's another way people are easily controlled. Hell, yeah. uh, Aaron, that's been commenting over here uh, on the homeschooling, uh, there had got a bunch of comfrey from uh, Brian over at the Lost Project. They've been yeah. done, exploded. They've grown a ton of it this year. So now she was asking me, how did you make that salve? They made a big old batch. She's selling salve on Etsy now. Girl, you should have checked out my magazine because I have a whole recipe, thanks to Aura, right. on how to make comfrey uh, salve. So <laughs> it's we in had, one of our previous asked, We had like four people that popped in and we're all like, here you go. We're like dog uh, piling yeah. on top of each other. Yep. On well, like I said, Brian over at the lots, they did, they did a ton. Hey, he used to sell shitloads yep. of comfrey. I think, yep. oh shit, he's finally, I need to order some more from him before they leave their place. I think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh I've had a couple contributors. I broke my leg last year and I had like three different contributors send me comfrey, comfrey tea, comfrey salve and comfrey uh tincture, I think. Yep. And so I was like, "Thank you." So. Uh, yeah, there's tons of, there's tons of stuff like that though out there and yeah. there's so much knowledge in that space, yeah. but it's also been so kind of demonized by society that people are afraid to even share. It's amazing it, when you start talking about stuff like that, how people come out of the woodwork and be like, I know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there, there's a lot of censorship going online. Like if you oh, go yeah. to Google, like they got in trouble a few times for like censoring and Amazon's done mm-hmm. the same thing where they've gotten in trouble too. Um, and so really that's another really great thing about our magazine is, um, we give you links. So a lot of the people that have, um, that have a lot more experience than maybe what you have, they not only are giving you recipes and how to, but they're also giving you links to back up that support uh, right. why they do what they do. And so you can, you can come on our magazine and say, no, I think that, I think the, I think comfrey for a broken leg is, is witchcraft and voodoo and I'm not going to trust it. Check out the links. We, we provide, we don't hide anything. Right. Check out the right. links and the I links mean, are from established. Voodoo, but it fucking works. Work, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's not as woo-woo as people well, think. It, it's really not. And so, um, and well, so, people are afraid of what they don't understand. That's that's the thing, yeah. you know. I, I yeah. just uh, so like the other day, I was talking about all that with my th- fold card and how I was excited. I hardly use it, but I posted on Facebook. I'm like, hey, if you guys aren't paying attention, I just want 25 bucks for doing my normal shit, you know. And it's funny because I have a ton of people that I still do keep on there that are more in that either homeschool butcher you know doers but not part of this kind of space you know like three people commented and they're all oh are you sure you're not getting uh have you been hacked it's those scammers them bitcoin scammers they say, oh well nobody will nobody wants to buy my horses with bitcoin and i'm like oh are you really you sure because people are buying entire sides of beef direct from the rancher and people are there, there's some ranchers have made like 20 grand this year selling it in bitcoin Oh, just, I'll never do that. It's scary. But people are afraid of it because they don't yeah. understand it. It's yep. and I literally step out there and say, hey, look, here's a thing where you can get something for free for doing your normal shit. And they're all like, no, oh, my God, we're going to go. We're going to get scammed. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I mean, it's, but it's so easy for people to be afraid of things like that that are new or out there. They're kind of on that edge. So what I like about the magazine is that that's a place for people who are wanting to expand and learn about things that maybe they've never really dabbled in much or I'm not sure that uh, if I, if I Google that, am I going to end up on a list? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true story too, is um, you can be a lurker for a long time before you mm-hmm. decide to do anything. And, and right. again, RTA road to autonomy is a wonderful place to lurk. We have 33 issues and probably 20 of those issues are more than a hundred pages of information. And so all so, those back issues are, are up there for people to come. Is it, a, is it like a free thing or is it a subscription model? How do you guys do it? Currently, right now, everything is free. Now that could change um, mm-hmm. at some Obviously, point. Our costs are, yeah, I was gonna say our costs are starting to slowly increase, um, so that could change. But currently, they are free, and so you can go to flipsnack.com forward slash road to autonomy, all one word. Um, and you can find all 33 issues there. Um, they're all in chronological order and you can just read like, what is that? 33 times a hundred, like, like 3000 pages of how to become autonomous. And, um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we've repeated content. I don't think we've repeated a theme. Nice. So, um, So what's your theme coming up? Unfuck Yourself is right. dropping September 15th. Um, 
for those of you that are on the road already. Uh, you'll be receiving it in your email. And those who are not will just have to wait for the website, rtamagazine.com, to be updated to see the newest right. issue. Yep. And I know you've got to get back to work. Uh, you took the time on your lunch break and whatnot. So I don't want to, I don't want to hold you here forever. We could babble all day long. Trust we me. We really could. Oh my God. And we uh, have, yeah, like, on, but we are, we're like an hour 20 and stuff. So I've got some shit. I got to get wrapped up today. I'm sure you got to get back to it. But I mean, if, if, so people know where to find you, people know how to contribute. Um, yeah. I'm assuming if you do the printed copies, that's probably another good way to, to help support you. I'm assuming that's probably a sold type thing. Yeah, that's been a little bit difficult since COVID, I guess, to get them printed again, because we've I'm had sure. a couple of print houses like bail on us. So, so if somebody who's listening is uh, kind of in that industry, they should reach out to you. And Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Our issues are more modest these days. They're not like 140 pages anymore. So <laughs> they're right. easier to get printed. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, is there anything you want to kind of throw in here before we wrap it up or whatnot? I know you're about to be on... Uh, I think coming up Saturday, uh, you're going to be on the Lots Project, Brian. And yeah. And see him again on Wednesday with me where before we do the after party, which you might make too. Uh, me and Brian are going to do a thing on Bitcoin Lightning. So we're all kind of throwing this around and interviewing each other. But so I want to leave some something for him to talk about on his. <laughs> There's always stuff to talk There's about. Are you getting him like a windbag? Right, right. <laughs> Well, I mean, we didn't get into content creation because we, we can't talk. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, is there anything else you want to uh, touch on before we wrap it up? Uh, no, I, I think uh, please check out our magazine if, if you haven't already, rtamagazine.com. Um, really, truly out back to the homeschooling real quick. If yes. you are a homeschooler and you feel like you uh, have something mean meaningful to contribute, no matter how seemingly small it may be, please reach out to me. We have had the damnedest time keeping homeschooler uh, content going just because homeschoolers are busy. Yep. So uh, yep. I invite people that are homeschooling, even if uh, you just have one thing to say and then bounce and never return. That's fine. I think everyone deserves a voice. Right. So well, I know she said she had to go be a mom, but uh, Aaron there, she said she was going to pop back and, and check out whatever. That might be something that she could get in on because they actually run. They actually have their own podcast, Two Chicks Homestead Podcast. And that's what they do. It's the two chicks are are actually their daughters. That's been the running ah, joke. All, I thought it was we chicken. Always, we always give them some shit. Like, oh yeah, we, her husband Nate's been on a couple times. Uh, a bunch of different things. He's in the after party sometimes too. We're like, are you the other chick? You know, <laughs> it's a run a joke. It's their it's the girls. So oh, I thought uh, they were teaching their chickens how to read. <laughs> right, well, I think it's been kind of that would be that would be hilarious. Homeschooling chickens. That might be a, a good episode right there. I was like, but, good uh, for them. Chickens have lives too. <laughs> They're, they're, they're a real solid, uh, cool group of people there. And uh, you'll see them in a lot of these chats and stuff too, but they do a lot of that content uh, and they do uh, work on that whole homeschooling angle as well as the homesteading. So that she might be uh, able to maybe contribute something. And I know she's probably, I think she's want, she's getting a lot better with it, with the live content and stuff like that. She's always super introverted and nervous. Written content and things like that, I think is probably more what she's comfortable with. So that's a good place, you know, and that's the good thing too. It's cross promotion. So if you are content creating, putting stuff out there, so you're you're sharing with the community, but you're also kind of circling back. So you're tapping into that community to bring them into 
your content as well because we're all yep. always looking for more good content yeah 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 think of the magazine kind of like international waters and you're a pirate you know like yep. we service all pirates we don't give a shit if you're if you're the jolly roger kind or if you're the somali kind uh we welcome uh we have some information that you can trade here yep absolutely all right well i'm not gonna keep you all day and uh we'll uh i'm gonna go ahead and pop this off here do my little outro and then uh i'm gonna get on with my day too i've got a bunch of shit to get printed and a deer shop to get ready. So I uh, appreciate you popping on here and taking the time out of your day. I know you are super busy right now. So, and you've got a magazine yeah. episode, or episode uh, issue about to come out. So I'm sure it's crunch time. Yeah. It's, it's been like, oh, I feel like a squirrel. Well, <laughs> yeah. thanks for taking the time to come and chat with us. And uh, I'm going to uh, get, I'll get the audio side of this up here in a little bit once it all uh, goes up. And uh, if there's anything you want to share links wise, let me know and I can make sure I can pop that into I absolutely so. will. Awesome. awesome. All right, Thank Jackie. Thank you so much. You nice to meet y'all. Thank you. All right, guys. That's uh, another great interview. I'm glad that y'all popped in and hung out with us. And uh, once again, you can find Jackie over at uh, Road to Autonomy. I have the link down here in the show notes, and it will be on with all the audio stuff as well. Hopefully, uh, y'all catch us on the new Lightning for Liberty uh, podcast. It's going to be coming up here on Wednesday. And uh, hang out with us on that uh, UTG after party. You might see Jackie on there as well. And check her out over at my buddy Brian at the Lots Project, who's going to be on Lightning for Liberty. Uh, he's going to be having her interviewed as well over on uh, on Saturday in his show. So if you like what you see or you're interested in some stuff from her, follow that. Check it out. Go ask her some questions over there, too. If you got questions for her or about whatever, shoot them to me in, the, in on Telegram or whatnot. Find her in the RTA uh, chat group, or I think she's in the, the Liberty Meet chat as well. If she, not, she's over in the Lots Project. And uh, we can pass those questions to her or get you all hooked up as well. So uh, appreciate everybody uh, taking the time to hang out and watch. And uh, hope you all are having a great day. Be safe and be free. <laughs>